Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat news and, and your, your views. views. Already in Corcoran. Already in your morning mix, we've covered North Wexford. We went to Enniscorthy where we linked in with Castling Cod Nolan. Actually, there's a comment come in that says, How can Castling Cod Nolan come on radio and say that people say there's nothing in Enniscorthy? Don't knock the town. We have a great town. Look at all the positives the town has to offer. Negative talk doesn't help anything. I think Castling, to be fair to her, was actually accentuating the positive area within uh, Enniscorthy and she wants to improve it further. And she quite clearly stated this morning in the programme she thinks it's a lovely town with very strong individuality. So I'm not defending her, I'm just clarifying the position that she made crystal clear today. I think she's very supportive of the qualities of Enniscorthy. But uh, look, just happy to clarify that for you and happy to read out that text as well. 53 9145222. I'm joined in studio for the first time in nearly three years, uh, although I have seen him in action at the council chambers. Uh, Councillor Michael Sheehan, good morning to you. Good morning, Alan. It's nice to be back <laughs> yeah, in person. Well, you haven't seen you. You haven't even seen the newly refurbished studios since you were last year with us. It all looks so different. All the buttons and gadgets are gone. It's all, all high tech. Well oh. done. Now, let's get on to the core issues. But before we move on to the three talking points with you, I know you heard en route here your fellow Fianna Fáil councillor, Joe Sullivan, who, who didn't hold back this morning and gave unequivocal support to the statement made by President Michael D. Higgins yesterday. What's your view, Michael? I actually agree with Joe in this one. Um, Joe, as you know, is very vociferous in the council chamber about the need for housing in Gorey, as is Kathleen Codnolan about the need to develop Enniscorthy. So I would be in agreement with those. The president didn't say what nobody is thinking. He said a lot of what we're all saying and working on in the background. So I wouldn't criticise him for that. The difficulty I think people may have is that it's not exactly the role of the president to get into the policy and political affairs like that. And now, over the last four or five presidents, that kind of changed and it's evolved and the president has become more outgoing. And the reason why I'm saying that, and I'm not criticising him in any shape or form, the reason why I'm saying that is he now brings the office of the president into the fire where somebody could fire back, well, right. you've been president for the last 12 years and you're a Labour minister for the last donkey's year. So what did you do about housing when you're there? And my concern, and it's only concern, it's an academic concern more than anything else, is that you bring the role of the presidency down into the fray of politics where it shouldn't be. That's up to the people in the Dáil and right. in the Shannon and in the county council chamber, as you're well aware. You may have missed a trick there, Michael, because we ran a poll on this and 95%, and there were hundreds of texts came in, agreed with President Michael De Higgins. Oh, no, I agree with him. No, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I and they saw, no, they saw no difficulty whatsoever in the stance he took. Sure, surely as president of the country, if he speaks passionately from the heart, would you not applaud him for that? I would, no, I wouldn't. Like, like I said to you, I actually don't disagree. He's saying what a lot of us are thinking. Mm. The difficulty is he's in a position where the office doesn't actually permit and doesn't you know, facilitate that sort of discussion without somebody having to go back at him. And that's where I don't think the office is yeah. the president. Now listen, you know, the previous president, McAleese, before her, Mary Robinson, right going back to Douglas Hyde, they've all had their stamp on it. So I don't have any difficulty with it saying what he is saying is factually correct. There is an urgency out there. There is a housing emergency out there. We're out there. And you know what? And, and you know from time to time, we get into the, the rigours of debate. And sometimes when you're up there, you go a little bit further than you actually thought you were meant to go. So I wouldn't in any shape or form criticise him or say he's dead wrong in what he was saying. Mm -hmm. But the office of the president, right. you know, constitutionally, doesn't actually say you can do that. But look, he's entitled to his opinion like any citizen. And he's the first citizen. 
And that, you know, you can't disagree with that. Okay, well, if, if you have a different view to what you've heard there from Councillor Michael Sheen on this issue, we would love to hear from you. I, I know Tom Ford raised a point as well, where he, he was almost like a Sinn Féin councillor, uh, a vote of no confidence in the housing plan. And, and now, uh, I want to get back to Tom Ford and get him to clarify that for me. But uh, he, he raised the point uh, about the housing plan. What's your view on the point that he raised? Well... The point was, it was a motion before the council calling on no confidence in the Housing for All plan. The Housing for All plan is a €4 billion euro capital and current spending plan that was launched less than a year ago to put, 300, I think, 300,000 houses, build new, social, affordable, yeah. private, by 2030. And the plan is just launched. It's just getting started now. The money is starting to roll out to the local authorities to build the houses and different schemes. And the motion was that we have no confidence in it. And what the agreed position of the county council, and no one voted no against this, is that we want that plan accelerated and expanded so we can build more council houses, that we can put positions there for affordable housing, particularly in Gorey, where Joe was talking. We're running an affordable housing pilot project up there between the county council, the department, and any developer who wishes to come forward to build on our behalf. So the motion that was agreed at Monday's meeting was that we're looking for that plan to be accelerated. We feel 2030 is too late. You need to be front-loading that now. Okay. And, you know, the position of the Minister is, yes, he will do that. He'll front-load that money now, providing we have everything, service land, uh, plannings in place, developers in place, builders in place, and that's the difficulty. And if you recall what Joe was saying on his conversation, from stage one to stage four, it takes about two years. Too long. So we need to shorten that to a year. Far and we also, and, but yeah. as, as you got in the council chamber, we also need political parties to stop objecting to houses. Now, NIMBYism is grand, like, but you can't get up there on one side and say, we need more houses, this plan is failing. Then when a housing estate comes on stream, politicians are objecting to it because it's in their backyard. It's a, it's a, a day, as I said, I'll give Councillor Ford the opportunity. He will, he'll, he'll be I teaching welcome, this morning. I'll give him the opportunity. To, to, yeah, to, I welcome a debate with Councillor Ford anytime you want. I'll make okay. myself available. We'll work on that. Now, let's move on to other areas. Rising costs, front page of the Irish Independent today. Household energy bills could rise by up to €2,000 per year. People are put to the pin of their collar. What do you think? I think the government need to move quickly. And I think the government needs to move swiftly. And I'll tell you why it's increasing. As you know, we have the food bank in New Ross and we do the school kits. And last year was a bumper year, sadly. For us, we came close to 5,000 people assisted through different means. That figure is not going to go any smaller if we don't engage and we sort don't start dealing with the cost of living crisis that we have. And it's particularly, and it is especially people who are commuting back and forth, people who are driving in and out to extra town from New Ross and Gorey and Enniscorty, they're feeling the heat more because I noticed coming in, one of the petro- one of the stations coming in had diesel at 218. I mean, wow. that is not sustainable. And I've put a series of proposals, I think I copied you on them as well, to the government that we need to do the following actions to to lower the cost of people's living, to give people a break, to stop all this stuff getting people down and pushing them, literally, pushing them into energy poverty, food poverty, income poverty, because over the next couple of weeks and months, the back-to-school allowance is going to be there, but it's not for everyone. Yeah. And all the costs associated with going back to college is not going to be there for everyone, and we need to make sure that everyone gets a fair crack at a whip. How we do that? There's different ways you can do it. Um, I think, personally speaking, the quickest and fastest way is that the government should bring in a credit to allow people who are working to claim their car tax back off revenue. That way there's no changes in the law. It's a statutory thing that you can do straight away. I would actually do the same with property tax to give people the first 200 back. And that would be one very quick way of getting money back into people's pockets by literally 
allowing them to claim a back of the credits online transferred into their bank account. The other way is they're going to have to look at the PSO, the public service levies, and start reducing those. And the government are going to have to look at different ways of reducing the levies that they have on particularly on diesel, on home heat and oil, and on petrol. They're going to have to look at those to bring it down. And I suspect in some different areas, they're going to have to look at the, um, the VAT rate in different areas of construction and different areas of retail. Um, you also want to look at the whole housing and income thresholds. I have, a, I have a short time frame left with you, so just get the ball rolling in this for me, please. Well, this again goes back to the Housing for All plan, and the Housing for All plan has a series of different initiatives, not just building houses, but also has different ways of allowing people to stay in private housing, and in recognition of the fact that rents are going up and up and up and they're outstripping inflation and the fact that the availability of housing is not there, the government have reviewed the limits for the housing system payment. The HAP or the housing system payment is a formerly like rent subsidy. It's given to a tenant or given to a landlord, the case may be, so that they can offset the cost of their rent. Because rents are going up and the cost of living has gone up, the government have recognised, in fairness to Minister Dara O'Brien, he recognised that he needs to inc- increase the thresholds for the HAP. So from the 1st of July, the regulations are going to change all over the board so that a single person would have the same entitlement as a couple in terms of HAP limits and that the local authority can give up to 35% more in rent allowance back to the landlord or to the tenant than they can now. So it's a way of kind of alleviating the pressure taking away some of the troubles that people have from higher rental cost. Yeah. It, the difficulty it is, Alan, and I'll be the first to say this, it doesn't deal with the issue of supply. That's purely down to building more houses, getting more land available, and you would have seen that in the county development plan that we approved unanimously on Monday. Okay. So, in that regards, there's a second wave to this, and we're waiting for these regulations to come out, is that if you're making anywhere over about €600 Euros a week combined in a household, a married couple or two people working together going over 600 you're actually over the limit for a council application and what it does do then it puts you in a situation where you're too rich to be poor and too poor to be rich because you don't qualify for rent on one side and you don't qualify for social housing on the other because you can't afford the rent so those income limits and i welcome those those were every local authority had to send all their information up and I'm expecting by the end of July those new limits will be coming out and I'll be arguing that those should be retrospectively applied to the 1st of January this year because yeah. too many people who are working too many hours are sleeping on sofas or sleeping on floors they, they you know I know the situation one of your colleagues Parik Byrne pointed to me yesterday about a couple who are split and one is one parent and one is the other parent socially that's not tolerable we cannot survive on that so while we're waiting for all these houses, and there are up to 200 houses been planned and coming through in New Ross area at the moment, while we're waiting on those to come on stream, we need to do everything we can to get people back into their own houses. Because, you know, we talk about houses, but really you're building homes, you're building communities, and you're building the future. Okay, look, we have to leave it. Time has caught up on us, so we didn't get on to the nighttime economy, but we will do the next time you're here. But uh, as you said, you've uh, thrown down the gauntlet there to discuss the housing policies with Sinn Féin's uh, Tom Ford. And with any... Yeah. any any Oireachtas member, if they can fight for Wexford rather than fighting with Wexford, if any Oireachtas member wants to come and talk to me, I have no difficulty, Alan. At the end of the day, this plan is based on facts. This is a plan that will work. We just need to roll in behind it and drive it on. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views.